You're listening to the Totally Buzz UK podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Totally Buzz UK podcast, the podcast that takes you around the weird and wonderful stories on the web that you may have missed in order to provide a little light-hearted banter in your life. I'm your host, Laura. This podcast is in association with www.totallybuzz.co.uk. And you know what else it is also in association with? It is my co-host this week. It may be a new year, but he's still the same old reliable squeak. It's John Squires. No J necessary. 2023, I'm turning over a new leaf and making sure the J is always dropped. Finally, 2023, the year without the J. What a, what a, what a time to be alive. And it's a new year. It's great. It's fantastic. New year. Same on this, still on this podcast. What more could I want? I just love the idea that that sounds like you were planning to leave the podcast and just like, that's a bit rude. Well, if they didn't go, the John and the Squires at the end and at the start would be going. Oh, I see. So basically this, this new drop the J thing is all an angle for me to keep you on. Yeah. This is a bit like when WWE, WWE had to like stop being WWF and I was like getting get the F out sort of thing. Yeah, but that sort of worked because get the F out sounds like they're saying something else. Yeah, but you're just dropping the J. In fairness, in my head, people listening can picture this as well. But drop the J, I'm thinking of doing an animation like a fishing hook because the J is shaped like a fishing hook. So I could drop the J and then. Now imagine out like Tyson Fury, like, oh, I've dropped the J on the floor. He's in pain. And yes, you, you went a different way. You went a darker route, which I'm hoping is not a sign of things to come because we are the Totally Buzz UK podcast, the podcast of positivity. We've got weird stories, lighthearted banter. We try to put a pep in your step and provide you great work talk that's a little bit funny and you can share these stories with your friends along with this podcast. Squiggy, we do like to get straight to it. That hasn't changed even though the calendar year has. Are you ready to get to it? Why change the habit of a lifetime, Laura? I am ready. Let's do this for the first time of 2023. Well, Squiggy, we're going to the daily record and I hope you like cows. Big fan of the cow. Uh, do you know what? I'm actually not. I've been chased by a cow before. Right. I'm going to put a pin in that and come back to that because I have no idea what to make of that. But maybe I'll change your mind and then we'll see why you're why you upset a cow so bad anyway so this story (laughs) is about a highland cow it was born in italy it's been welcomed to the world and they welcomed it to the world the only way apparently that's appropriate with a scottish themed birthday party so there was a highland cow and they basically wanted to welcome it so they got a bagpiper in a whiskey tiramisu he was born in turin which you know they pointed out in this article it was the home of juventus football club to celebrate the birth of it, they had staff in kilts, they had serving Highland cow cakes, which I'm assuming is just cakes with an icing cow, and it's not some sort of weird beef cake. Yeah, not actually a cow. Yeah. yeah, I hope not. Don't have a cow, man. Then they had the local stage in Highland dancers along with the bagpiper. But obviously it explains that this uh, Italian brought in two Highland cows and then, you know, to graze, and then now they've had a baby... And, you know, stuff like that. And, yeah, they wanted to make sure they marked the occasion in style. Squiggy, how do you you feel about a cow having a much more impressive birthday party than I would assume some of us have had? By us, I mean humans. Yeah, I mean, I don't get that from... I don't get, like, people coming out singing the Blade and Racers and I don't get Mark Knopfler playing local hero for my birthday or anything like that. It's a bit... It's a bit over the top, to be honest. I am very jealous of this cow, which is why I'm saying it's a bit over the top to sort of 
tell myself that it's okay and it's you know i'm not jealous at all and it's fine but yeah it's very weird very weird how do you feel about them embracing the roots i mean obviously a highland cow born in italy probably never been to scotland in its life but highland cow i was born in italy but i was made in the royal navy yeah i mean surely surely though the cow is now an italian cow because being born in italy I can add to this, right, so the public got to vote on the name. I know we've spoken about public naming polls before, and how well they go. Yeah, I'm healthy. Well, no, it's because I'm going to tie it into, you said it's now an Italian cow, right? Yeah. So what, what do you think the people voted to call it? Michelangelo. You know what? Italian enough, but they, it was named Gino following a public vote. I bet Gino de Camera's a bit offended. It was, I mean, it was in honour of the Turin-born First World War hero, Gino Lisa. It was up against the name Scottino. So no wonder Gino won. I see that. That's, that's like when people go, oh, I'm from, I'm from Italy. I'm now Jonathino. Or I'm from France and I'm Jean-Thine or something like that. Well, you had like a little bit of a accent to it. And there was a third option, which I'm not, I don't, I don't even know if I want to say they put any effort into this. But, Squiggy, you know how I like to, behind closed doors, quote a certain movie in WhatsApp chats and only one other person tends to notice when I do it? I'm assuming I'm not the other person because I have no idea. You're not. I like to quote Braveheart sometimes because of the motivational speech. Oh, yes, yes. Mine and Tommy's favourite movie. Yeah, so do you want to know, do you, could you guess what the third, third option for the cow name was then? Braveheart. It wasn't. It was William. Uh, that means nothing to me. After William Wallace. Oh, oh well, I was going to go William the Conqueror, but there we go. I just, I just find it hilarious that they were like Gino, William, or Gottino. I feel like Scottino was the only one they sort of put the effort in. And like you said, you'd think naming it Braveheart would be more of an... You can name... You don't have to have the cow have a formal name, so you don't have to call it William. You could just call it Braveheart, you know, the cow. You don't have to be like, you know what, be silly if we name this cow Braveheart. Could you imagine what his ID will look like? So we better go with William to be sure. But then, like, obviously, imagine all that. It's not like the cow's answer to their name as well. Like, I mean, a well-trained cow might. I don't know. I've never seen that. Maybe that's something that people who listen in can tell us about. Like, because obviously, you know, like, say there's, a, say there's a group of dogs and you could shout, like, the dog's name and that dog would come. It's really awkward if the dogs have the same name. But generally, like if you shouted, say, like Daisy, the dog would ter- the dog would like come and run to you. Now that's a cow's name. The irony that you put of all the names of fictional dogs, you went with Daisy. Fictional dog. That dog really does exist. Oh, okay. Because I was like, famously, Daisy's a cow's name. Yeah, well, Daisy's also the name of a dog that I know. But yeah, but like a cow. Like imagine going like um, Scottino, Scottino, where are you? I appreciate you attempted the accent and then sort of tried to back out of it. I tried and then I, I wasn't going to and then it came out and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to keep going with it. It's not like the cow's going to suddenly run over and start mooing at you. I know, be very worried. I kind of see your point. It's kind of just a name for a name's sake, isn't it? But if he's planning to like eventually, because obviously, if I, you know, I don't know if I want to name it because I don't believe in naming animals if it's just there to, let's call it business purposes. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know. I just... The fact is, they've gone to all this effort for a party, and I'm like, I don't even know if they even care. But Squeak, 
You opened up by referencing a story about being chased by cows, so I feel the people need to know. I need to tie back round that we discussed Gino the cow. Yeah, so so up in up in the north, there's like a, a castle you can walk to from, from a village and basically to walk to there you've got to walk through a farmer's field and you know, that's fine. There's cows, there's sheep and everything like that. And we were walking through and this cow came up towards um one of my friends. So my friend like you know, like put the hand out like you would to sort of like a cat or something to see if the cat wants to come near to be stroked or whatever. And the cow sniffed, like sniffed her hand and then was like, don't like that. And then started charging at her. So then she ran to the other side of me, which then the man, I, I had to run. But then the cow obviously just gave up. Did the cow, did your friend have like a beef burger recently or drink some milk or <laughs> what scent did they have? No, it actually must have been for afternoon tea before that. So it could have been she had a splash of milk and she was like, I smell that scent taken from me i'm just wondering what scent would set a cow off because i you know want to avoid that situation yeah but then like we had to walk back past all these cows again and i was like oh no oh no would you say you're scared of cows now then there's a little i'm so i was do you know what i was actually googling how fast cows can run when i got back after that and i was pretty impressed that you outrun it or that how fast they can run how fast they can run but they don't that i think they're like lazy they're a bit like me if they really wanted to they could run fast, but yeah, they don't want to. But basically, a cow can run up to 17 miles an hour. It's the fact that you're like, just in case anyone out there is having an issue with a cow, I've got the info for you. Just run. Or it can do 40 kilometers. If you want the, if you want the other, ter- they want the other, is it metric? Whichever one. 40 kilometers an hour. Um, basically, I run like 10 kilometers an hour. So there you go. That cow is four times faster than me. I love how you have that information to hand, so that's beautiful. I was going to say, I wouldn't say lazy, you make it sound like when they analyse footballers and they're like, he's actually really quick, but the problem is his acceleration. Uh, he takes it like a few metres to get up to full speed. That's what you make me sound. No, 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 cows, can't, cows can't maintain their speed for very long. Yeah, so that cow could get to 40, mile, 40 km, not 40 miles an hour, bloody hell, 40 kilometres. Oh, so it's like the opposite. So they so you. Okay. So it could get up to speed and then be like, oh, I'm tired now and stop. At that point, that's when you would know you've won. But you might have already been like eaten down by the cow. I love the idea that all that came to mind is that's a new definition of fast food. <laughs> Gonna be honest, I feel like I should apologize to all vegetarians and vegans for this segment where I've joked about cows being food. They're friends too. Yeah. Cows are friends, not food. Well, not friends of you, so I wouldn't get too comfy. Yeah, not my. Anyway, we're going to move into story number two. Squiggy, you're a cultured soul. Art. Big in the art world? You love art. Oh, I love art. I'm big in the art world, yeah. Good to know. So this story comes from, comes from news.artnet, who cover the finest stories about the art world. And this story has caught my eye. It's not going to be too highbrow for you, Squiggy. All the listeners listen at home, and when people hear art and you think coming straight from the source, it's not going to sound like it's going to be interesting. But what if I told you police had to break into the gallery of a B- Banksy's former agent because they thought a sculpture was a dead woman? That's very interesting. Yeah, because that, that's exactly what happened. So a London gallery, um, there was basically this hyper-realistic sculpture. They got mistook for a person in a critical condition. 
The work that's Christina 2022 by an American artist depicts a casually dressed woman just collapsed, humped over a table. So the, they sort of had a call, and this reportedly had a call saying that someone was unconscious inside this gallery, and you know the gallery doors were locked at the time. So about, I think it says about half five in the afternoon. So let's assume they close about five. I feel like that's a reasonable time for a gallery to close. Yeah, I can get on board with that. So someone must have seen it and been like, there's an unconscious woman in this locked gallery. Like, you know, come, please come and help. So they went charging in only to find it was a sculpture. And quite worryingly that when I see it, it looks like how I used to look after a long day working from home. So I can see why people mistook it. I'm going to describe it for the people. It's basically a person sat sat at a desk with some standard sports-like trainers and a yellow hoodie and their heads just down like slumped on the desk. So generally any part, if you work from home, this is probably a relatable pose. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that looks like me about three o'clock every day. Yeah, so that was kind of an issue. But what great, it's good good PR for the... um, Artist though, you'd be so my my sculpture's so realistic the police had to come check it out. Yeah, I mean that is a that's a rave review, I suppose. Like, yeah. I am that much of a great artist that the police have come because I thought it was real. It is. I like the fact like when they describe it, like in the article, you know, saying it's a life size woman, messy hair. I was like rude. Bit offensive to the mannequin there, the messy hair, it's just normal hair. It is a little bit messy to be fair. Yeah, well, they've had a long day. They're a mannequin. And um, it's simply made from packaging tape and foam filler, so it shows you what you can do. But how do you, how much do you reckon it is for this life-size mannequin, by the way? If I give you a little backstory, the pitch, the artist wanted to make a portrayal of his sister of the same name, passed out and buried her face in a plate of soup. So that's what it's meant to look like. Don't know what story it is that she had once had a face of soup. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't like his sister and this never happened. But yeah, how much you reckon a piece of art would like that would say we value that? Oh, because it's artwork. I'm going to go about 20 grand. You know what? You're not far off. 18 grand. Eh, not bad. That was going to be my second guess, to be fair. So yeah. Uh, Scriggy, have you ever, ever, would you look at this and think, yep, yeah, I better call someone. Or would you feel like before you'd have to be sure to call in uh, some officers to check on it? I would, I would look at it and think this is the haunted exhibition. What? So like a like a Halloweeny sort of scary? Yeah. So like, so basically that that's gonna come alive. That's how I would see it. That's how scared I am of things that I would expect that to come alive. Right. So basically. This is the thing. So the person who called it in must have been like in the area and not had much on and must have or must have been really concerned because in the article, it goes on to say that the police officer, when they were explaining to the person why they, you know, burst in and took the hinge, they took the door off the hinge to get in because obviously they didn't see anyone in the building. But apparently the other employee was upstairs making a cup of tea and sort of then come down and was like, hello. I'll <laughs> be making the cup of tea. Yeah, because obviously that's classic. But basically, it does go in the article to say that they were told that somebody reported that the woman here had not been moving for the last two hours. So someone had basically studied it, just to be sure. You wouldn't wait two hours. Oh, this person hasn't moved for two hours. This person hasn't moved for two hours. Surely, like, after 20 minutes, you would go, I'm going to check they're okay. Because, like, even if they're asleep, obviously you want to kind of move them along. 
I, I don't know if they were all from afar and they saw it and then they went and knocked on the window and got no response. Do you know what I mean? Because you feel like you go, if someone's that asleep, you'd bang on the window. If you're that concerned, I'd be like, run away. I would probably bang and run away. Because I was like, I've just woke someone up. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to be showered at by the person sleeping. Because I don't imagine that would be very nice for them if they were just asleep. And then it said the officers assumed that the figure had a heart attack or an overdose. Just in a gallery. Wow. So I don't know what that says about jumping to conclusions there. But yeah, it's in the main win- window as well. So I find it weird that they'd be like, oh, they must have overdosed and then sat themselves in front of the window to be seen from the street. Yeah, everyone can see me as I die or whatever. But apparently, to make, do you want to know what makes this worse? There's another one somewhere else, but I haven't found it yet. Sort of. The sculpture, which is currently like, um, this was at like the London Gallery when it was there, had previously appeared in uh, October at a different fair, and paramedics were apparently called then to check on in it. That's what it says here, according to Blake Blakemore. So, like, the person who confirmed to Art News, who owns the gallery or whatever, sort of confirmed there'd been a previous incident somewhere else with the same statue. <laughs> so, really, the artist has got history. People probably should have known. If you're into art, you probably should have known about this history. Yeah, there is that. Or just, I just like the idea though that if it's clearly in sight in an art gallery, I don't. I feel like I might try. I don't see how I'd ignore the idea that it could be art. It might just be me with knowing the right answer is it was art. But it feels a bit weird that someone in a hoodie would be slumped in a gallery. Like, yeah, that's what I. Don't, maybe if you turned up after two hours and didn't like, no. But if you'd been there for that long. Yeah, but it's also like the gallery environment. I feel like them sort of galleries with high-priced art like this, you, don't, you wouldn't be wearing a bright yellow hoodie, which like this mannequin is wearing, and trainers. You'd probably be a little bit more classy. And also, I don't know why, I feel it was great that the officers responded, because if it was someone in need, it's always reassuring how quick they were to you know move and check it out. But the person in the interview says that it was confirmed to them, Blakemore, who was like the agent or whatever, said he was lectured for having art that looked too realistic. Then he should just be like, sorry for being good at what I do. Yeah, and to be fair, they did respond, the work is made to provoke, so it's achieving that. I don't know if it's meant to provoke the emergency services into action. Yeah, Mm, I wouldn't go that far, maybe. Especially because it says the artist wanted it to be his sister face down in the soup, which now was... (laughs) He was like, once my sister had to wait 30 minutes for help after she drowned in some soup. Imagine, that is the worst revenge ever, but possible. I honestly hope his sister never drowned in soup, though. And I also hope, like, he was just inspired because his sister did fall fall into some soup face first comically. Because it's such a weird thing to go, what inspired you? So I've decided to recreate my sister's face in soup. Has she ever had her face in soup? No. Like, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Like, what's the backstory there? I assume it must have been, like, actually happened. Because I wouldn't think, hey, I'm going to picture you... Choking on a carrot. I don't know why that was where I went, but that's where I went. <laughs> I was just like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I genuinely think a lot of art, like, this is going to offend probably a lot of people, but I find a lot of art is weird because I don't understand how people can like it. Do you know, like, impre- is it impressionism? Yeah, with the rearranged faces and stuff. Yeah, I don't find that arty. I just find it really weird and probably quite scary if it's, if it's dark and you see it. So yeah, I'm not a, yeah, I don't really, I don't know. I'm not an art fan, but if I had to pick something that's weird, that stuff really creeps me out a little bit. Well, you know when you see art and it's like an open can of food or like a tin and tech can and it's been halfway peeled, there's a famous piece of something like a half open can. 
that makes no sense to me. Like, but then I also get why people question how good like someone like Mondrian is. I don't know how familiar you are with his work, and I've said this with such casualness. You, you could have said anything there, and I wouldn't have a clue what you're talking about. So you've probably seen Mondrian. Basically, it's the pictures where they have black straight lines and odd blocks of colour on it. Great for a colourblind person, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They look cool, but it's not exactly like, wow. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just not. Do you know know what it is? Like, this is probably going to offend people as well. I don't understand the Mona Lisa. Not what I was expecting. Why don't you understand Mona Lisa? Well, so I understand it. Right. But I don't understand why it is so popular. Is Da Vinci true? I I can't really help you. All it is, is a picture of a woman. Very good woman. I meant as in the sense that it looks like a woman. I didn't mean it like I knew her life story. If you know why the Mona Lisa is so popular, do tweet us at TotallyBuzzUK. Because I honestly can't answer that question for you, Squiggy. It's the, I guess, it just caught on culturally and then it becomes like a thing and historic and iconic. But then, but then I'm like, I don't know how it would originally get to a point where people like raved about it for it to stand out if you know what i mean well i don't know that part but it's so popular if you know what i mean because as far as i'm concerned it is just a picture of a woman i guess you could say the same about anything like um is it monet who painted the water lilies and it's a beautiful picture of like a water lilies under a bridge but a lot of people could paint that now probably but maybe because he was the first to do it But then I'm like, I don't think he would be the first just to paint some water lilies under a bridge. It's a beautiful painting. But now now I'm starting to question everything I know about art. And also just name drop random eyes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. I'm going to have to move on to the final one. But uh, So it's a feel-good story. I don't think you can take offence to this, but you might find a way. New year, new you. It's from the Chicago Tribune. Tribune. So basically, a 90-year-old great-grandmother who first started college in 1951 has finally graduated from Northern Illinois University. How did you feel about that, Squiggy? I think that is great news, but also very worrying that it's taken that long to pass. How many? What was that? 19, did you say 1951? Uh, let's see. Hang on. She started in 1951 <laughs> and she's graduated in 2022 because she did it at the tail end of the year. Just so. So that's 71 years. That is that's impressive. Maybe. That's very quick maths. <laughs> it threw me off there. There is a story here, right? So she's complete, she got a bachelor's degree in general studies, and they point out it's nearly seven day, decades away. But she just got a little distracted, okay? She got, got to go on stage, do the wheelchair, reach her lifelong goal, and like she said, never quit. But basically, you know, so she started in the early 1950s, as you do, She'd make her way through school. She worked at a drugstore near campus and lived with a group of fellow town girls, as she put it, which I'm just going to think means single women because <laughs> I'm not sure what the term See, I was going straight to prostitutes, but... Okay. I don't think that's what that means. Well, ignore that part. I don't think... Okay. So she originally enrolled in the school to obtain a teaching degree, but then changed her major after the first year. So, you know, it's a little change, like she'd made think she got the wrong course, you know. She said she decided she didn't know enough to teach, so she changed to home economics. That makes sense. And in the meantime, she took German typing and bookkeeping. Yeah. So, yeah, she was keeping busy. So she <laughs> so she took three and, three and a half years worth of classes, right? At this, like, got to a point where she'd done three and a half years. And then what, what do you think happened, Squiggy? 
Uh, she changed her mind again. No, she met a, in quote a good-looking man who was became her first husband, Don. Oh, bloody men! <laughs> you against this? So basically, she met her future husband. So she decided to leave and got married and had a family. But it takes a tragic turn before you jump on it. The couple had three children in three years, and then he died. Bloody men. Crushing her dreams and then leaving her with three kids. Bloody men. I mean, he died, but nice. Five years after that, she had married her second husband, Roy, then had six more children. That included two sets of twins. Bloody hell. Bloody hell. I never knew women could enjoy childbirth that much. I don't think she enjoyed it. I don't think it was the I don't think she was doing it for the thrill of the ride there, squeaky of the childbirth. I don't think she was like Pop nine kids out before she's finished uni. I mean, I guess when you put it like that, it's really hard that she probably Yeah, so you could see why she got a little bit delayed, because you know, that's 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 nine kids. It's quite hard to juggle and, you know, go. Well, to be fair, but then they started spawning, so then she is a, technically now, to date, she's now a grandmother to 17 and a great-grandmother to 24. So she got a little bit distracted. My God. Good job she was doing bookkeeping. <laughs> what, so she keeps the kids, which kids are which for their birthdays and stuff? Uh, so, but then she, you know, just got older, slowed down the pace, and she then she needed some surgery, and she's in a retirement community now. She had a hip surgery, moved away from the farm, and lives in retirement. And lives in a retirement factory. Uh, for sorry, hang on, that's not right. That can't be right. Can't be. Well, obviously, <laughs> a retirement facility. There you go. I was like, what are they doing to them in this factory? Anyway, she then sort of decided that it was probably time because over half a century later, her granddaughter, who teaches NIU's journalism department, so that's a kind of kind of a small world that her great uh, granddaughter ended up being a teacher there said that she noticed you know the family still living regret over her not finishing the degree and uh yeah they reached out and she basically went back with her id from back in the day in 2019 with the encouragement of family with a student id in black and white by the way still in black and white the student id and picked up where she left off 68 years ago and now she finally passed in 2022 you know, there's other stuff, you know, courses and credits and had to do some over home and stuff like that. Well, she had to do a lot of it remotely over a computer. And like she said, she had to pre- she'd previously done typing courses, right? But then hadn't, she'd never used a computer before because it's not what... <laughs> Imagine just being on that course. Like, you've just, say you've just started on that course. And then this old woman just comes in, la-di-da-di-da, and just sits down as if nothing's happened. Yeah, typing as a typewriter. Yeah, so she got her first ever computer just to do this. Oh, that's a feel-good story. It's a bit weird, though, is it? Is there anything you regret? You think you might go back to 68 years apart? I mean, I really want to learn how to play golf, but I don't think I'm going to take that up when I'm... I don't even know how old I'd be then. Old? 80? 90? I'm not going to take up golf when I'm 90. <laughs> I mean, that's really bad for your hips, and that's generally when you should be thinking about replacing them. Exactly. Yeah, but no, golf's the only thing that I kind of wish I'd taken up. But then it's also expensive, and I play enough expensive sports, so... I was going to say, by the time you're not, you might have enough funds. Well, yeah, I could probably buy a, go- I I could buy a golf course then. And new hips. Or, at this point, to be fair, in the future, really realistic VR. That might be your way forward to go take it up in 68 years. Yeah, yeah that could work, yeah. I wouldn't have to worry then, apart from maybe, like, throw my golf club down in a fit of rage, and it's actually my controller through a window. 
we just put a pin, basically put a pin in your calendar and we'll, we'll see in 68 years if the podcast is still going. Imagine, freaking hell. When? When the podcast is still going. Oh, when, I'm sorry. But speaking of, you know how what's going to keep this podcast going? The ads. So we're going to go to a quick ad break. It's time to squash the beef and settle the debate. Football beef, that is. From debating whether David Beckham is overrated to deciding whether Roberto Firmino really is a formidable Premier League striker, we're grounding out that 100% beef that fans have been grilling each other over for way too long. Each episode features around one player, so all the issues can be chewed out and the solution spat out. Football beef has all the sizzle sizzle, so subscribe now. And we're back from the ads. It's that time of the episode where Squiggy gives us a mind-blowing fact in What the Buzz. Squiggy, take it away. Duh. So, here we go. So, you know, all all politicians are very respectable men and women. They don't do anything wrong, never put a foot wrong. So we're going to we're going to go back in time, not as f- probably further back than that uh that woman who just passed a degree to the 18th president of the United States, Ulysses S. Grant. So, like I said before, all politicians, you know, they don't break the laws at all. Our United Kingdom politicians, fantastic, fantastic people, don't break any laws ever. Ulysses S. Grant, who was 18th president of the United States of America, uh, he was a skilled equestrian, and obviously, because he was good at that, he could basically ride a horse very quickly. He was caught going at what they described as a furious pace, and he was given a warning by a police officer. This is when he was president, and then he apologised, and he was caught the very next day by the same officer, uh, and he was arrested and taken to the police station. So Ulysses S. Grant, the 18th president of the United States, has a criminal record, and he was arrested while president. Imagine being the one arresting him. It's also the fact that he was going so fast, but the officer caught up with him. <laughs> yeah, but I, th- I think he went past the officer speeding, and then the officer probably like flagged him down or something like that, or they knew who he was. Okay, because in my head, it's kind of like, if you go fast enough on a horse, it's not like they're probably going to catch up with you. Because you know what I mean? It's not going to be a speed camera if you're on the horse, like, pose. <laughs> like, old school old school speed cameras for horses. Yeah, I just thought it was quite cool that, like, a president was caught speeding, but also on a horse, which makes it even more funny. I was going to say, I was, I was hoping you weren't going to say president that has a criminal record, because things that followed and presidents since then have really... <laughs> Really played fast and loose with that. Yeah, maybe he was the starter. He was the starter of it all. You know what though? It's one of the, it's one of those things where I'm like, he shouldn't be doing that. Don't go fast. Don't go speeding on your horse, car, skateboard, Boris bike, whatever you want, whatever your object or vehicle is. Don't don't speed whenever. But it's also like such a like a not an innocent crime, but like a like a misdemeanor. Oh yeah, absolutely. In the sense, that's what it feels like. But then I'm I do think also being trampled by a horse sounds like one of the worst things. Because I know there was a suffragette who got trampled by a horse, and that's always stood in my mind. So I'm like, that is a horrible way to go. That's that's interesting. So we've been the Totally Buzz UK podcast. If you like what you hear, you can follow us at Totally Buzz UK on Twitter. Hit the subscribe, rate us five stars, like us, whatever podcast platform you're on. Be sure to do whatever you can to pass the pod on. Recommend it to friends. Do your thing and make sure we know we're still going in 68 years so you can hear the adventures of Squiggy's golf, you know, activities. Golf, golf adventures on a horse with a saxophone. Yeah, and then he can tell you how he met Mrs. Squig. It's like it's going to be a How I Met Your Mother, the sitcom version. That's what this podcast has turned into. Now, Squiggy, is there anything you would like to plug? 
Yes, you can follow me on twitch.tv slash plays and also Twitter and Instagram of the same name. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. John J. Squires, the J hasn't disappeared from that one just yet. And you can follow me on YouTube, youtube.com slash John Squires. And there will be Disney World vlogs. And coming soon, there will be Disneyland Paris vlogs. Yay. They could even be up now, so be sure to go check that out instantly. But we've been the totally... The, the Disney World ones, the Disneyland Paris ones will not be because I haven't gone there yet. Beautiful. That, that ruins that mystery. So anyway, we're in the Tony Buzz UK podcast. Good night. Goodbye. This podcast is brought to you by two chatterboxes and a lovable Geordie at totallybuzzed.co.uk.